All right, welcome to Step Zero. I'm really excited to be here today. We have a very interesting and very experienced person coming on board who we had the pleasure getting to know. I would like to introduce our audience to Javier Suarez, who's based in Barcelona. He's the founder of Travel Perk, uh, a really, really great organization in the field of, of, of travel. And he's also a serial entrepreneur, also in the space of uh, mental health. So we're really excited to have him on board right now so that he can share his experience with us, personal and professional. So Javier, if you don't mind, you're honestly awesome at speaking and and talking about the topic. So why don't I just throw this over at you and you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us and, and our Steph Zero family what brought you here and who you actually are. All right, I'll keep it short. Um, I was born in El Salvador. I was raised in Berlin. And I met my wife in India, but she's from Australia. Um, and we eventually ended up in Amsterdam because that's where I started my career, which was at Booking.com. And while I was at Booking.com, I realized that it was very weird that there was nothing like Booking.com but for companies. So um, we moved to Barcelona to, to start that company. That was about six years ago. Uh, found a few co-founders that came on board. And, and now we're about yeah, five and a half years in into the game. 500 people in the, in the, uh, in the workforce. And during this phase, it, it was extremely exciting. But I also noticed how, how hardcore it was as a founder, and I started getting anxiety throughout the process, right? And, and I just realized how difficult it was to get help. And it just really made me realize, shit, if I'm the founder and I'm really having trouble with this, imagine everybody else. Like, you know, I, I had to go, you know, at home, in my computer at night, and then I couldn't find the people. It was just really hard. Uh, so the whole stigma and, and at the same time, the industry is, is very uh, outdated. And these two things uh, made it very difficult for me. And that's what I'm trying to fix. Yeah, that's, that, that's the thing. So first of all, congratulations on building such a wonderful organization. That's one thing. Um, and the second thing is thank you for actually being open about this and being vulnerable. I think today in today's modern working place, a lot of founders are not open about this topic. And we're all facing you know, mental health. And I guess the fact that you are able to talk about this and address this so openly that makes a difference not only just to people that that uh, work with you but also the individuals that look at you as a mentor or as an example of how to become a su successful um, entrepreneur so i think based on that understanding what your your background is i, I have a better understanding of, of your personal motivation but you also mentioned one thing that you're looking to address this topic so what exactly does that mean addressing the topic from your perspective all right, let me explain my thoughts. So look, um, the problem that I had was as an individual, I couldn't find the service that I wanted, right? I would go, I would first, you know, have to go online. There was a hundred different websites that I had to choose from. I would choose three based on random one, two, three. I would make an appointment. I would get there. Uh, I would pay a lot of money for them. The whole experience was very poor in this whole horrible office. Uh, maybe at somebody's home with a chicken smell. I mean, I've been through everything and, and yeah, and I was paying a lot of money, right? And it was a serious thing for me that I wanted to fix and, and it would just really frustrate me that it didn't exist. So what I want to do is literally that. I mean, I want to create literally from a face-to-face -face brick and mortar perspective, the perfect experience supported by the best tech. So imagine like a super pimped a, a, a mental gym uh, uh, comparable to another gym, right? If you go to the gym, there's like 10 different types. There's low cost, there's medium, there's high cost. But when it comes to your mental health, 
there's only a really old school practice in somebody's home and it costs a lot more. So it just makes no sense. And, and, uh, and the fact is that everybody has a freaking brain. So, and, and everybody loves a good experience and seamless. So for me, it's a bit uh, mind blowing that now uh, today, uh, with, with all the, with all the noise being created and openness being created by millennials and the generations, it's really mind blowing that this doesn't exist yet because it's such a basic thing. So, you know, I can of course go through the only online approach, which would be a lot more scalable and easier to do and, and maybe go to B2B. But for me, the real problem is this one instance of me going to a therapist and having a good experience, right? And I just don't, I just want to solve that. I want to solve, I want to make a tiny little solo house where you can go, book everything on your phone, have incredible experience and leave and just focus on being your better self instead of being overwhelmed with finding the support. Yeah, right? that's the point. You're going through the anxiety of finding the right person. You know, I need help. I want to get there. I want to find a solution. That's already hard enough to get to that stage. And now when you have to go through the, the whole anxiety of finding the right person, because at the end of the day, you know, there's great professionals out there. But that personal matching and connection, I think what you're also referring to on a personal level is so important and shouldn't be overlooked. You need to be able to find the right person who's going to speak your language, emotional or brain language, whatever, whatever that is. Um, but let's take a step back as well, because you, you talked about, you know, mental health and, and in the workplace and there's still a stigma around it. There's still a lot of people who are not we're not able to address this at any point. What's your, what's your take on that, especially in the working environment? Because, you know, you're a very unique individual. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were able to connect so well, because you're open. But a lot of founders in those successful positions, they, they don't talk about this. They don't consider it. They still put a stigma or they still are facing a stigma at their, at their workplace. What's your, your view on, on mental health as a stigma in the workplace? Look, it's a really good question. I, I think, unfortunately, we have something going on like cold bullying slash cold uh, intimidation, right? Where, especially in the tech world where I come from, and what that means is that they're the person with the brightest brain, with the best face and best communicator has the best opportunity and, and everybody needs to fill in this criteria, right? So everybody that is not there, it's kind of like already in a second level. And it's not that people tell you that, but, but yeah, if you're not always exactly 100% at your best, then you're kind of like downgraded because you're, because you're being felt like, yeah, I'm sorry, but we need to keep going, keep going. So, so ultimately what's being created is like all these like top executives, right? They, they expect the exact same output from their teams, creating this fear in them, right? Since I'm not like my boss, so to speak, I cannot really voice out my weakness that maybe I'm feeling a bit sad or a bit anxious because what is he going to think? He's not like that. We're perfect in this company. Everybody's perfect, right? So, so I cannot voice because I'm going to be seen like a sick person. And, and I think all of this is being created by humans. It's just we're putting this pressure and, and, and intimidating each other that if we're not the smartest 24-7, then we're just not the best. Right? And I think that's BS, right? I think even the most smartest and best individual have moments that they don't give their best. And not for that reason, I'm going to go there and be like, ah, you suck. No, right? And, and I just think this feeling that we create within organizations of trying to be superheroes all the time, 
has created a horrible stigma and, and, and fear of opening up and just being, yeah, look, dude, today I'm not feeling very well. I'm going to be in my office and I'm sorry. Or, hey, man, today I'm going to go to my therapist. And it shouldn't be like, oh, if I say that, am I going to get the, the promotion? Am I going to be seen you know, as something else? No. You also say you're going to the gym, right? You also say you're going to go work on your belly. And now you're saying you're going to work on your... So I think the whole stigma thing is just really a thing that is, is self-created and it's used as almost as cold intimidation. It's horrible because people don't say it, but they're doing it, which is even worse. And so I think the topic just needs to be like addressed directly. And be like, guys, we all have mental health and we're all smart and we're all going to take care of it. And I think it's going to be a transition to that, but I think companies are getting to it. Just why? Because the media and the new generations are being more open and they have more choice, right? They have no choice. Um, but Javier, let me ask you this. What do we do about the founders or people that don't have experience, right? We, we looked at a lot of the research that, you know, people that have personal experience in the field of, of, of mental health, they're a lot more open. They're a lot more understanding of what's going on because they know how it feels like. But what do we do with people that, that either are not accepting the fact that they're also going through um, tough moments or they just have a hard time opening up about it? What do you actually recommend to these guys that are, are coming in and say, no, mental health is not a topic I want my company to focus on. Like, I just want to focus on exactly what you said, being superheroes, uh, where I think being human is already superhero enough. Well, I think it's complete stupidity, stupidity, to be honest, because it's just trying, it's like being blind on purpose. It's like, you know for a fact, I mean, if you're a leader, just by math, you know that a certain percentage of your people will have some kind of problem. So yes, you can either choose to ignore that or to acknowledge it. And I think it would be very dumb to ignore it because it doesn't discriminate. Your top, 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 top guy could have this. And this guy is the one running your company. So yeah, so if you want to run in this, like which most companies do, in this like fake world that everybody's perfect, you're paying the bill even if you don't know it because this guy is not giving his best. It's affecting your numbers. It's affecting your bottom line. And at the end of the day, uh, uh, you're just ignoring a problem that is very there. And it's a ticking time bomb. So you either acknowledge it or you don't, but it's, it's a ticking time bomb. Taking time on, but it is, I think there's no better way to actually describe the, the situation, especially now, right? Things have accelerated a little bit because of these very unique circumstances that we're all in right now with, with the virus. But you talk about the status quo of organizations and, and where people are with mental health, and that's a ticking time bomb. So where do we stand and what is missing or what, what is needed to build um, a sustainable and healthy organization for companies that is really healthy or, or good for the employees' mental well-being? What, what's your take on that, having built a company that actually cares? I think this also down to, goes down to the values of the company, right? And it needs to be ingrained in the values of the company. Everything else is BS. And, and if it's just values that is on the wall, then it's also BS. But if they truly believe in their values, and our overall well-being, which is physical and mental, is really in the values, then that should be the main driver of everything else, right? And so if that's the case, and it is there, unfortunately today, there's not that many cool consumer uh, 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 products or services for companies. They're starting to show up. Uh, uh, but I think the absolute first step before even thinking what we're going to do is to pinpoint it and put a big poster on the wall saying mental health is important and we all have it. Before that doesn't happen, everything else is just noise because people are scared. Right. So, and, and, 
And if you know, of course, you can go and you can get an, an employee assistant program that it's used by two percent of your people, and you can go to bed saying, "Yeah, I have an assistant program." It's all BS, man. Get look at the numbers, look at they're using it, and look what the response is, and you'll see that it's just you trying to kid yourself that you have something, right? So, so I think it's about really the CEO, the founder, the leadership team going on the stage and saying, "Guys, we believe we all have brains, and we're going to take care of them." Because at the end of the day, it's also their biggest asset. So it's, it's just about really being that in terms of values. Yeah, I mean, right. we're in the space where we're, we're talking about knowledge workers. That, that's a phrase that, that, that Matteo uses also quite often based on the research that we looked into. We all have a brain and that's our, our biggest asset, right? And, and when, when you talk about it and the values of the organization, that's not being spoken about enough. Um, as you said, like corporate values is something that people talk about. They put out big words and they put out this and that. But when it comes to actually living it and being that company and person hiring according to that, Taking action according to that. It's just not there. It's, it's not enough. And we had one guest on board. He's also an, an entrepreneur. And he talked about the fact that, you know, putting out a poster is a good thing. You, you can put a picture on your, in your bathroom stall and say, yeah, mental health is important, but you have to live it. And yeah. that's, as you said, it starts with leaders and founders. Make it okay for people to talk about this topic. Make it okay for them to speak up. But, I mean, if someone would go to you and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. I need your help or I have mental health challenges. What would be your reaction to that? I would literally drop everything in that moment. I make sure that we get this person the support that they need. And I would thank them for telling me. Like, I would thank them for having that because I think, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's courageous at this stage, unfortunately, to say that, right? So I would thank them for telling me. And I would ensure them that, they would, that this will get handled. They should completely forget about it. We'll get them the help. And they should forget about everything else, calls, everything, to forget it. We're going to get you better, and that's it. Okay. Before we move forward, I really would like to make a point to our audience as well. We're talking to Javier Suarez here, who's an extremely successful entrepreneur. Travel Perk is extremely successful. He's looking into building an organization in the field of mental health. And he just said that he would drop things to take care of the person. And he's very successful. So if that doesn't show that talking about mental health and taking care of people is actually worth for organizations, it's the investment that you need to take, then I don't know what will. So thank you so much for actually sharing that specific. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to point this out. We need to be a lot stronger and open about this topic of how the health of employees actually matters and what we all can do to kind of collectively improve the, the situation. So yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that as well. You mentioned some examples of, of people coming to you, founder from an employee, uh, from a founder perspective, but you also happen an employee yourself. So do you see a big difference uh, between looking at mental health from a founder perspective or looking at mental health from an employee perspective in the workplace? Well, yeah, look, I mean, as a founder, you don't have the fear that you don't have a boss, right? Yes, you have a board and all that. But as an employee, it's like you're literally trying to carve out your way in your profession, your career, in this organization. And you, it can really go both ways. It can be that you're penalized for being open or it can be that you're encouraged. And I think that we're still in this transition of, the, of, of this topic that people are like, oh, if I open up, do I really want them to know? Because that's my vulnerability. Vulnerability, however you say. And, um, and yeah, so I think, that, I think that employees have it much harder, much, much harder. And that's why uh, uh, I want to do a solution for them first and then for companies. 
Yeah, and that's something that we're actually going to touch on uh, for our audience as well, the new project that you're, you're working on. Yeah. But before we do so, I have maybe two or maybe three, knowing me probably, uh, question um, for organizations and your recommendations. So what do you actually recommend? And I love that you're very outspoken and direct, so I don't actually have to do anything here to get you speak. What do you recommend to organizations that don't take this topic seriously? What I recommend to them? Or what would you say to them? Maybe it's not a recommendation. Maybe it's a Javier-like statement that we would love to hear. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, it's a fact. 20 to 30% of your people in the leadership team, in whatever team you are, have an issue. It's just how the brain works. Wake the fuck up. Okay, honestly, I love that. This is definitely going to get on the quote section of this podcast because I love that. This is straightforward. It's not something that you can misunderstand. Reality. We're not debating about like, should we, should we not? It's a reality. It's proven. It's there. So you can either ignore it or not. But if you ignore it in my book, you're an idiot because you're ignoring a fact that is harming your business full of really, really smart and cool people. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What if, what if there's also organizations, not just bad ones, right? We know that we, we know that companies are striving. There's a transaction or a transition going on. What about the companies that want to address this topic, but they don't know how, what, what are they going to do or how do they start with this topic? So look, I think as we said, the first thing is fully acknowledging it and getting the leadership team on board, right? So that's the first thing you do. If you don't have them on board, then it's a problem. But if you have them on board, Let's just use that assumption. Luckily, in the past five years, there's a bit more into innovation on the B2B side because it's a bit more scalable because you can do it all online. Uh, so there's a few brands coming out. One of them that I can mention is Unmind. They're, they're amazing. They're UK-based, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So programs are starting to come out. There's another one called Picon that helps you kind of like manage and measure how people are feeling. So I think luckily in comparison to 10 years ago, there's solutions out there, good solutions out there that are starting to come out. Um, and I think that will only happen more and more and more and more. So I think that companies from now onwards will have a lot easier because in the past, you only had this freaking nonprofit employee assistant programs that said, if you are about to jump up the building, press three, if you're okay, you know what I mean? Like it was such an emergency drilling thing that nobody used. So now that has changed and there's like the new version, the new age of employee assistant programs that are coming out. So I would tell them to go on the internet and look at these and ask for some references, for sure ask for some references and try it before you commit. Because uh, uh, unfortunately with technology, you can do a lot of like bells and whistles that look cool and feel cool but are your people really feeling better? Are they staying longer? Are they more motivated? So be aware, be aware that it's actually causing impact and not that you're simply able to put the flag now we have a program. That's the difference between perks. And I think we talked about that as well, right? A lot of companies invest into sports programs, tennis tables, fun things, Xbox, da, da, da. but does that actually make a difference when it comes to the long-term well-being of that individual? They're great. Don't get me wrong. Like it's great that companies are actually looking at it because if you think about it 10 years ago, even that was like, are you kidding me? We're not going to bring uh, anything like that. So it's getting there, but are we yeah. making impact? You know, um, it's a good point. I used to get, uh, um, you know, through my childhood journeys, I got close with employees, of course, that's just how I am. And, um, 
And they will tell me, you know, Harry, man, I don't care about all these perks. Like, I could care less about this gym thing. I want meaningful stuff, right? And this fits right there, right? Right now, perks have become just like, yeah, we'll give you a scooter, we'll give you a gym and free lunch. Hooray, man. But that's not going to make me leave or stay in your company. It just won't. It just will make it easier in my day today, but it's not a benefit, my friend. It's, it's you know, this is a benefit. This is truly going to get me into, a, into, and people will tell me this. So it's not like I'm speaking Chinese. I mean, people are starting to see through this whole tech uh, hype that we have, that we have the pinball tables and the this and the that. Guys, look for meaningful stuff that actually has an impact and is a benefit. And it's so personal as well, right? At the end of the day, like everyone has something else that's meaningful to them. And that's what we say also that mental health is personal. So you can have a framework, but you need to find a way. And I think that kind of leads us to your project as well, um, that it's going to have to be personalized or fit to that individual that's looking to find a solution. So let's go back and, and talk about the, the upcoming project and, and, and your wish and desire to address the problems that are on the individual level and, and how that kind of comes together with the organizations as well that can provide that to their employees or at least give them or pu uh, push them into that direction where they can find those solutions. Okay, so um, so the project first, cool. So yeah, so look, what I, what I want to do is not rocket science. I just want to do something that exists today much better, right? So the problem that I had was that I wanted to go to this therapist and everything was horrible from searching to paying to going, everything. So I want to start literally with one spot, with one place, let's say Barcelona. I want to open a brick and mortar tiny mini Soho house looking place, right? Just beautiful, warm, not over the top, but definitely not clinical feeling. So just a place that you feel comfortable, no check-in counters, you go, you have your app, you check in, you don't have to ask anybody, you make yourself a tea, sit down, the place is great. And, and so I wanna do basically one location, one brick and mortar place where you can go. The whole idea is that um, the first sessions uh, that you have with us must be in person, we really really want to create that bond and trust between you and between you and the, and the service and then once we feel ready that we have that you can definitely go on our online tools and take over there right but it's basically think about it as a really new age therapy center let's call it you know what we call it we call it a mental health gym right so it's basically a mental health gym. Imagine a gym, but instead of having machines inside, you have really smart people and it looks as beautiful and you have services for your brain. So um, I, I wanna do that. I wanna open a little gym, a mental health gym that not only has psychologists, but they also have coaches, nutritionists. Why I like the whole variety of things for two reasons, because all these things are interconnected, but it also kills the stigma. Because if I'm going there, nobody knows why I'm going there. I could be going there for nutrition. I could be going there for coach. I could be going there for psychology. But nobody knows. So if I'm seen there, it doesn't matter. Right? So, and, and so it's that. I want to first validate the MVP, which is one app that supports the center mm -hmm. for consumers directly. Once we've made 100 people super happy and they start raving about it, we'll see what we do next. We might open two more centers, we might go to London, we might go to Berlin, we might raise capital, we might start B2B, uh, but that's the very first step. Uh, and let me maybe just connect it a little bit to B2B. I totally envision uh, connecting these two companies in the future. B2B 
because this gives them a platform, even a physical platform outside of their office that they can trust. And they know the quality that they want to get is there. And it's not only this typical thing, go on this link, open this application and see if you find something. No, it's, hey, here it is. Make appointments anonymously whenever you want. The center is not in here. You're not going to be seen. So this combination of really easy digital tools with a physical brick and mortar place could be amazing for companies. But I first want to start with individuals. That's completely understood. And, and I love the fact that you actually that you actually talked about this, you know, matching and connection and removing the stigma. That that shouldn't be there. And sadly, uh, we're coming close to the end of the podcast. And, and I think both you and I and, and Matteo as well, we have a hard time usually, you know, stopping talking to each other. But unfortunately for this episode, we have to get there. So I have one last question to you, and it's a rather personal one. Um, do you have any recommendations to anyone, any single person who's struggling with their mental health? First, yes, I have like two or three. One, very, very important, you're not less than anybody else because it's just part of your health, right? This feeling that you might be sick, you're not. It's just like having the flu, right? It's just a different thing. One, so don't categorize yourself in any way or form. You're no different to everybody else. Very important. Two, be open about it. Speak with your friends, open up, and just earn that courage, not earn, but build that courage just by speaking to friends and your family. I mean, like, look, man, this is how I'm feeling. And then three, get some help. Get some help or whatever it might be, just get some help and, 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 and see it like going to the gym, like commit to it, right? It's not like I'm gonna go there for a quick fix. You don't, you don't go to the gym and expect to come out with a six pack after two goals, right? So give it the same time, give it three months, six months, a year to become a new person, not just to put a, a bandaid over it, right? So commit to it, truly. I would say those are the three things I um, That's uh, exactly how I was hoping to end the, the, the podcast with you and our conversation. Guys, let's just, uh, let me just recap one more time the last thing that, that Javier mentioned. It's okay that you have mental health. We all have mental health. So dealing with that, committing to it, and bettering your health is exactly what you should be doing. And be proud of that. Be open and take that action. And if you ever need anything, we're here. Uh, our audience, our family is here, um, and your family and your community as well. So do reach out and have that conversation. And with that, Javier, I would like to thank you for a very honest, very transparent conversation, no BS conversation that you like to call it as well. I think it was extremely enjoyable and, and relatable, and we have a lot of takeaways from, from this conversation. Just for a step zero audience, we will make sure that we reference, uh, as always, um, uh, Javier's details, contact details, and potential additional recommendations that he had uh, in the podcast notes as well, so that you're, you can find him and you can reach out to him. Thank you very much for tuning in and being with us right now. We'll keep you posted with the upcoming sessions and I wish you all a great day. Javier, thank you so much again. Enjoy your beach wherever you are right now. <laughs> I'm at home, but I just love this. But um, thank you so much for the time and for having me on the show. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. We'll be back soon, guys. Have a great day. Bye.